Hey there, it's Helen here and welcome to the podcast. I'm a sales and strategy coach and messaging maven with two decades as an entrepreneur and a huge passion for helping experienced coaches like you be seen by the world as the expert that you are. I'm here to help you uncover, define and clearly communicate all of your skills to then position you as a leader, raise your revenue potential and quickly 10x your sales all by sharing everything you need to know about clear messaging and gentle selling that I've used to help hundreds of business owners successfully grow online. And here's another thing, I truly, truly value building simplicity and freedom into your world while we create your success. So this is all about making sure you earn your worth, make an impact, but also create an incredible lifestyle around your work. I am so glad to have you here, let's go. Okay, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Purpose, Potential and Power podcast. I have a really incredible guest today. So I connected with months ago, we just gelled on Instagram. And I'm so excited to have you on today, Camille. I've got Camille Plews, sorry, Camille Plews, who is a business mentor and freedom marketing strategist. We're going to dive into what all that means. But welcome to the podcast, Camille. Oh, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. We've got so much in common. Like we started chatting, it's like our backgrounds are so similar. We're from the same area of the world. We've got very different accents now. You couldn't tell that, but I just absolutely love what you do. And like I said, we've got so much in common. I had to get you on here to just share your expertise with um, the audience because I just feel like we all need to hear from what you have to say today. So to start off with, I would love you to tell us all a bit about your background and how you ended up in the coaching space. Yeah. So when I first started my first business over 10 years ago, it's so different to this business now. So I think sometimes you have to do a few things, throw spaghetti at the wall until something finally sticks. But my first business was, it was online, but it was all e-commerce. So I had Shopify stores. I had things on Etsy. Um, I had things listed on Amazon as well and various different places online. And that business was doing so well. It was a success. But I just fell out of love with it. It didn't light me up at all. And I was spending so much time in the warehouse because I rented this huge warehouse as well, packing up orders, getting orders out every day. And then I found that if I went away, my business would stop because then I wasn't able to fulfill orders. I had to shut the warehouse down and then always have back orders to send out and various different things. It was one of those businesses that took a lot of time. I was in there, in the cold damp warehouse every day sending out lots and lots of orders and if I didn't work my business stopped so I just wanted to do something that I felt more purposeful as well and I remember listening to I think it was Mel Robbins podcast and one of the things that she had said at the time I had the podcast on in the warehouse and she'd said if you can't imagine yourself doing what you're doing now in five years from now then change it today why are you waiting and I was like oh epiphany moment like oh my gosh I need to change what I'm doing I hate doing this business now like I grew to hate it and I started resenting going there getting up on a morning and going there because I just didn't like it Mm -hmm. so I very quickly shut it down like very quickly had that instant moment that epiphany and thought I'm just doing it straight away so I shut the business down came out in a lot of debt because I still owed a lot of money on the warehouse fees and I sold all my stock off really cheap and various different things that was accumulated in the the cost and the losses of me from that business and I thought well what am I going to do now 
I'd already been approached by people to do their social media. So I was growing other people's Instagram as well at the same time. So that was kind of my bridge between that and what I'm doing now. And then eventually I got into building courses and that's where I started with coaching. I actually started with courses. I started um, doing a little bit of affiliate marketing and then got into the coaching side. And I absolutely love doing what I'm doing now. And in particular, guiding people on the freedom side. So not trading time for money, not constantly on coaching calls all week, every week, doing things that you want to do outside of your business and having your life and your your freedom, if you like, time with family come first and building your business around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. We were just talking before we pressed record about <laughs> taking time off. I've just come back as we're recording this from a three-week break off social media. And I wanted to talk about this actually, because I feel like I'd love to know your opinion as well, Camille. In the coaching space at the moment, we are thankfully moving away from, I think, the sort of hustle mentality. And there's a lot more honesty about, you know, what it takes as well. Like it does take a lot of work. But the aim, yeah, for your clients and as my clients know, um, you know, my one of my core values is simplicity as well. It really is to get that freedom, isn't it? And to have that time and to be unapologetic about taking it and I, I I'd love your opinion but I still feel that people are afraid to just have a complete switch off what would you have to say about that with your really core value of that like freedom yeah that is my core value freedom and what I would say is just get some very simple like you've just said then Helen simple simplicity get some simple system set up so that if you do want to take time off and I do this in the in the six weeks holidays when the kids are off mm. I'm not working going out there and chasing leads and things like that I don't do any of that I do none of that so for an entire six weeks if you like if I didn't have these simple systems in place my business probably would stop getting new people in but I have leads and sales on autopilot every day and it's just by having simple systems and I'm not talking anything complex anything complicated it can just be something really simple so that you're not having to be present every single day in your business to get the leads and the sales coming in. Mm-hmm. Your systems will just do it for you. It's like a 24-7 salesperson that just constantly gets people in yeah. all the time, if you're working or not. It's all about those processes, isn't it? And having yeah. that well-oiled machine built, one that you've tweaked, that you've proven that works, and you've got to always be refining it, always testing yeah. it, and not being afraid to change it. And then, yeah, have that up and running. And it sounds really mechanical, And I think a lot of people are kind of scared to like do this because they think, oh, you know, that's really kind of masculine, but it's not. It's just about running a really successful business. So talk us through some of the systems and that you have in place. And that would be really helpful for us listening. Yeah. Well, one of the most simple things that you can do is create something for free, whether it be a free handout, a free masterclass, a free training, that kind of thing. And to do that, you would get somebody to send somebody straight away to an opt-in page, which is just a very simple opt-in page. They leave the name, their email address. They opt in for that free thing that you have. And then they consume that free thing. They are on your email list. So they are getting sent your automated emails on the back end. That is the most simple system that you can do. But when you've got that link in your bio, say on Instagram, if you've got it all over your links, Whoever comes across your content, whatever day, whatever time of night, whenever it is, whether it be your content on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, podcast, wherever, they will instantly see the fact that you've got this link, click on the link, and then they are sent through your automation. And it's very simple to set up. Very, very simple. I think, like you've just said, a lot of people 
overcomplicate it doesn't have to be overcomplicated at all. It can yeah. literally take a day to set it up. Just yeah. quickly whip something up for free <laughs> that's a value. And this is the huge misconception as well. I think a lot of people perceive freebies as, oh, well, it's free, so I don't need to put much into it. That is people's first impression of you a lot of the time. So it does need to have value to, to get people to want to consume more from you or to come into your offer. So it doesn't... It's kind of like that fine line between giving far too much and spending far too much time on it and creating a freebie that takes you weeks to put together. Don't do that. But at the same time, do something that's quite quick and easy for you to put together that's still going to give people those wins and still making them want to consume more from you. Definitely. It's, it is really simple. I think people over worry about what's the right lead magnet and you know, that whole balance of how much content do I put into it? The other thing I think is, is really making sure well, this is essential that the lead magnet is going to lead to your offer because, yeah. you know, a lot of the time people will put something out there and it isn't actually going to lead people through that sales system to your offer. And, you know, I've seen a lot of my clients, like they've got something and we need to change it because it's not linked to the product that they're selling and who your client is, who your ideal client is, that needs to be definitely taken into consideration, doesn't it? Because, you know, your lead yeah. magnet needs to be at the right level of sophistication. So I actually created a lead magnet recently and it was it was actually quite complex because I want to attract that kind of client and I put that thought yeah. into it. But I love what you're saying about these simple, simple strategies. And I know another thing I want to ask you about, which you talk about all the time, is messy action. You just kind of talked about that, like just get it done. So yeah. what's your philosophy on that, Camille? Oh, I've just been delivering a training this morning in my mentorship group about this because I've literally just been changing over systems. So systems can just be so simple, but a huge job at the same time if you've got a lot of courses and a lot of funnels and everything as I do. So I've been changing over systems, putting everything over to the new system. And I sold things, basically pre-sold things without them already being on the new system, which made me take fast, messy action to get all of the courses and everything uploaded because people have already asked for the payment links and they need it. So if you can push yourself just to get things done quicker, and I've got this saying as well, it's our whole mantra is fast, messy action takers are the biggest money makers because they are. It. It's my whole mantra for my mentorship program. It's on my sales page, it's everywhere. And I've got the fast, messy action business podcast. Everything I do is fast, messy action because it works. If you take fast, messy action, you're going to learn along the way. A lot of people try to strive for perfection, but perfection's not going to get you the results. If you're constantly working on your course on the back end and thinking, I want to make it pretty. I want to add this in. I want to do that. No one's ever going to see your course if you're not selling it. So yeah. fast, messy action with creating it. Fast, messy action with getting it out there. Fast, messy, messy action with getting the people in. You can see where I'm going with this. And also just adjust as you need to. So when you get the people in, if you're thinking, oh, well, actually, that lesson there, I want to update it. I want to make it a bit better. You can do it afterwards. Just get the people in. Yeah, I agree. It makes it so much more relatable as well, don't you think? Like when people can see that it's possible for them because yeah. you've just got on and done it, it makes it seem a lot more achievable for your clients as well. And I love that. I love that whole mentality. So just something you mentioned there I wanted to ask you about as well. Like there are, you've got multiple courses on the go. You said now, this is something that obviously there is an infinite number of ways that a coach can build a business. What's your take on like having multiple things on the go versus 
perhaps having just one or two core offers, especially as, you know, the, you know, the audience and us listening, you know, everyone's, we're all different stages in our coaching business. Maybe that would differ in your opinion, depending on where you are at in your business, how long you've been running it. What's your thoughts on that, Camille? Absolutely. If you're just starting out and if you don't have anything yet, definitely focus on your one signature offer. Get people into that offer so that you know that people are in, you've made any adjustments if you've, if you've needed to. Say, for example, somebody got stuck on one module and everyone keeps getting stuck on that and you keep having to coach people more on that. Maybe make some adjustments to that module or the way that you deliver that training, for example, so that people understand and they can really crack on with implementing it. Once you've done what you needed to do, with that course or program, your main signature offer, then you can start adding in other offers around that. So I am a huge fan, as you know, of mini offers. I love mini offers because they act as really great lead magnets. So you can have your free lead magnets, the freebies that people sign up for, or your paid lead magnets, which are your mini offers. So people are paying you to be a lead. So straight away, that say, for example, if it's something that's $7, I love the $7 mini offers. If I was to run ads to that $7 mini offer, that, that, that amount would liquidate in the ad spend, but any upsells that people take after that, that would all be profit. So people would come through my offers and I have multiple upsell offers and the whole idea, and like you've just said before about every lead magnet needs to lead to your main offer. It's the exact same with mini offers. It's still classed as a lead magnet, but every mini offer has to lead to the next step in your buyer's journey and your main offer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I love that. And on Facebook ads, as you mentioned it, is that part of your automated system yeah. for leads? Yeah. So can you talk to us about that? Because it's something I am starting to implement in my own business. And I know um, a lot of us listening will be thinking, okay, is this something that I need to invest in? There is so many, like those horror stories about the amount of money you're going to throw into ads. Oh, I'm going to lose thousands. It is an investment. And, you know, I would love to hear your take on that and the importance of running ads. Is it necessary for us to have the systems on autopilot? Personally, I feel that it is, but I know not everybody wants to do that. So I'd love your opinion. Yeah, it depends on how many hours a day you want to spend in your business. Like my main value is freedom. It always is. It always will be. And this is the main thing that I teach my clients it's all about having freedom so it's always the ultimate goal of only having to work like say four hours a day Monday to Thursday that's what I do that's what I teach my clients and the way that we do it so first of all it's making sure that the messaging is on point don't ever run ads if you haven't tested your messaging I'll always say to people test your offers first with your organic audience because there's no point switching on the ads because you're going to waste a lot of money and this is where most people say oh ads are a waste of money it's not the ads it's your messaging ads do not fix a messaging problem they only highlight the fact that you've got a messaging problem because nobody comes in and you waste a ton of money so once you've got your messaging nailed and say for example if you put out a mini offer to your organic audience and you put it out there it's like something seven dollars or seventeen dollars and you may get may get something like, I don't know, seven or eight sales, 10 sales, whatever, around about that mark. Then you can run ads to that. You've kind of validated that the messaging works because people have come in. If you only maybe got one fluke sale, it's somebody that really knows you for such a long time and they trust you and everything. So they just came in anyway. It's a little bit of a fluke. Maybe the messaging needs tweaking. Um, always test your messaging first on your organic audience. Like absolutely. And the way that I teach ads as well is to have a bit of a combination between organic strategy and ads. Some Mm -hmm. people, and I think this is a big mistake, will switch on the ads and then don't bother with the organic content anymore. 
and just think, oh, well, the ads are going to fix everything. But when somebody clicks on your ad and they go to your business page or your Instagram and there's no content there for the last six months, Mm -hmm. it looks a little bit like, oh, they're going to con me out of money because they don't look like a real person. So definitely have both. And then by having the organic strategy, it does bring down your ads costs as well. So I think that when people do say that ads are a waste of money, ads, all of that, it's just because maybe they've got a messaging problem. Ads work amazingly well once your messaging's dialed in, but always test out your offers first on your organic audience. Then when you know that the offer works, then you can start running ads to it. And honestly, you don't even need a big ads budget. And what I say to my clients is if you can just have roughly 200 pounds ads budget, testing budget, just to, you know, get the first few people in, then that's usually enough to then get your ads up and running and then have more and more people come in. £200 per week or month? £200 for the initial testing budget of your ads. So say if you've got a mini offer that's like $7. So if you've got a a budget of £200 to do your initial testing for that, you'll see results within the first week as long as your messaging's dialed in. And then if you've got the results from that, you can be like, right, okay, well, more people have come in from that campaign or that campaign because you're going to set off different campaigns, different ad types, various different things to test out. And then once you've got the results, then you can really dial in what's working and turn up the dial on that one and then switch the other ones off and then think, right, how can I make a variation of that one? Right, I'm going to do more of that. And it's just knowing what works but you don't know what works until you've tested out a few things so if you've got a seven dollar offer roughly a two 200 ish pound ad budget will give you the results to know what's working and what's not that's brilliant and thank you i think um a lot of people get very confused they think oh my goodness you know i've we know we've got a test you don't obviously don't need to speak to me about messaging oh you've got to get that messaging on point you're so yeah. right you know it's everything like you you are going to throw that money away but I think people do get very like put off by I've got to test this it's very how do I set the ads up it's quite techy or it sounds quite techy when you get started I know it's actually on the face of it it's really not that difficult is yeah, it it's simple very yeah. very simple and I think When you go into Facebook Ads Manager, there are quite a few different options there, but you don't need all of those options. Some of them you're like, okay, but just keep keep it simple. This is the thing. If you are wanting to sell something, of course, you're going to create a selling ad. If you're wanting to get leads, you need a lead ad. It's like, it's just simple. It's there, it's in front of you. And I think that Facebook have made it easier as well for people to start running ads. I mean, there's certain different strategies that I teach my clients, like how to run ads for a pound a day to get lots of leads and all of them different things. There's loads of different strategies that you can do, but the best way is just keep it simple. Just Mm -hmm. keep it simple and don't overcomplicate it. And it's the same with everything in your business. If you're creating a course, keep it simple. Don't overcomplicate it. If you're creating a content strategy, keep it simple. Don't over, like everything. As long as you keep it simple, it's not complicated. It's just us. We tend to overcomplicate things. Absolutely. I think this is a lesson that you learn as you go along. Both of us have the same values of freedom and simplicity. They're two of my six core brand values. And yeah. But it takes time to learn that, doesn't it, as a business yeah. and as a coach, because we want to give us give our all. We want to give everything and throw it all in for our clients at the start. And then, yeah, experience and time really kind of teaches us that it is possible to have things done in a very simple way and be really successful. And speaking of that, like I would love to ask you about pivoting and changing coaching business because you've been in coaching for a while, and I think you know, you are always going to be pivoting, but you made that massive shift, as you said at the start, from leaving your business with a lot of debt and then making that huge pivot. 
And I'm sure that since you did that, you've made lots of other changes in your business. So what advice would you have for coaches who, you know, they know they need to change. I love that Mel Robbins quote, you know, if you're not, don't want to be there in five years, just move it now. And you moved straight away. But we are, people are often afraid to like, oh, if I change, but I put all this work in and it's a constant moving refinement. That's been my experience over the last year and a half. What would, what's yours, your experience been? And what yeah, exactly. You know what? The, one of the first mini offers that I created, and I must have spent about a month creating this offer. Ridiculous. Um, ridiculous looking back now because I'm not an email marketer, really. I've got my systems. I've got my automations and all of that. Um, but I don't particularly like writing emails. I get somebody to write my emails for me. But for me, the writing stuff doesn't come easy to me. I prefer talking. I prefer doing videos. I prefer just speaking. Mm. Um but my, one of my first mini offers was to help people how to create emails, <laughs> which is just so ridiculous now looking back, seeing as though I really don't like doing that myself. I mean, it did do okay, but you can just tell the way that I was selling it, the whole energy and everything wasn't behind it because I don't like doing emails myself. So why on earth did I create an offer to do with emails? Whereas one of my best performing mini offers is to do with Instagram stories. I love Instagram stories. I love Instagram. So of course, I'm going to talk about that till I'm blue in the face. So I think a lot of it as well is really doing something that you're passionate about. And if there's something in your business that you're like, actually, I've created this offer, but I don't really like it, then don't be afraid to park it because however much more energy you're going to throw behind that, it's just going to be a massive waste. Instead, yeah. take it as a lesson and think, you know what? I created that. Oh, silly me. Like me with that email offer. Silly me. Never mind. It's just there on the back end now if anybody kind of wants to upgrade in any other offers to it. And I don't necessarily have to sell it because me selling email marketing, that's not my thing. Of course, that comes in part and parcel with a few email automations, but they're just literally copy and paste. Um, but for the forefront... And for me, actually selling my offers, I love talking about Instagram. So selling Instagram offers, absolutely. I love talking about leads and sales on autopilot and funnels. That's like my big thing. Funnels, ads, leads and sales on autopilot. I love this stuff. I live for this stuff because I know how much freedom it gets people. Yeah, no, I love that. That's brilliant advice for everyone. Thank you. And I think it is all about leading to that, that whole freedom, like goal. Ditch the things that are draining you. I definitely did that earlier this year. Like I even though they were making me really great, consistent monthly income, I just had to let them go because yeah. I wanted to build this business of freedom, one that I loved every single day. So that's brilliant advice. Thank you so much. That has been so full of information. I'm sure everybody is like, has absolutely loved that. Thank you so much, Camille. Thank um, you. Tell everyone, please, where they can go and find you. Come and find me on Instagram. It's my favorite place where I like to hang out. It's at Camille Plews. That brilliant. And you've also got your podcast as well. Don't um just mention what that the name of that one is it's again. The Fast Messy Action Business Podcast with Camille Plews. Of course it's Fast Messy Action. <laughs> I love it. And um I'll put all those links in the show notes. But thank you thank so you. much, Camille. That's been absolutely fantastic. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening again today. I hope you have the most amazing day. Before I leave you, I would just love to ask you to leave a five-star review wherever it is that you listen to your podcast. I would so appreciate that because it means we can continue to bring these incredible guests onto the podcast. My DMs are always open, you know, if you want to share anything from the podcast, any takeaways, just drop me a message over on Instagram at Helen Thacker. I would love to hear what you are taking away from these episodes. And I'll also put a link in the show notes 
to the podcast her network which is the number one place that you need to be if you have a podcast it is one of the biggest female only podcast networks and it has absolutely expanded my business my podcast reach it's been pivotal in pivotal in my growth so go over to the show notes and check that out there's a link in there for you to have a look at but until the next episode thank you so much again for listening and i hope you have the most amazing day and i will speak to you soon Thank you.